0: praise the lord everybody welcome to the program today it's uh march the 8th of 2023 and we are excited uh, to see what god is going to do in this brand new year of 2023 wow you know it seems like just yesterday we were in the early 2000s a couple days ago we were in the 1990s it seemed just like about a week ago or so we were In the 1980s, so where has time gone? But praise God, I believe that God has given me a message to kind of start off the the live recordings of 2023 with this particular message. And so if you have your Bibles, you can turn to the Gospel of St. Mark and you can turn to verse 22, chapter 11, verse 22. And I'll be there in a moment. Uh, for those of you that may be wondering, the programs that we've uh, been posting and airing up to this point this year, 2023, those messages uh, are from our Classics series, and uh, some, some of them were from a couple years ago that we didn't get them up. We, we found uh, tracks that we hadn't used, and so we went ahead and used them now. But we are believing God that starting from this point forward, it's all going to be new material. And so praise the Lord. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. And He's good when He gives us uh, His Word on this particular subject. I hope today, by the help and grace of the Lord, that we can shed some light on this, That perhaps um, we haven't said it just this way ever before in our ministry. But I think it'll be enlightening, but also empowering. How many knows that in 2023, we need to be empowered uh, by the Holy Spirit? We don't want to just read the Word. We want to also do the Word. So we have here... uh, Jesus answering saith unto them this is Mark 11 have faith in God have faith in God now that's the first point God is the only one who's worthy for you and I to put our faith in please don't put your faith in me and please don't put your faith in uh, any other preacher in your life because we are men we are but men and we're prone to failure. Yes, we're saved. We're born again. But we, aren't, we ain't perfect. Bad English, good point. <clears throat> As an example there. We're saved. We love the Lord. We're filled with His Holy Spirit. We walk with Him on a daily basis. But folks, we're just not perfect. Your faith needs to be in God. There isn't anything I can do to help you if you have a financial need. I mean, I might be able to give you, loan you a little money or give you a little money, but that's not going to help you for very long. You need God to show up and turn things around. If you're sick in your body today, there's not too much I can do for you. I can show you the Scriptures on healing. I can pray for you. I can believe God on your behalf, but you're going to need God to show up. So Jesus said, He told His disciples. He did not say stand around and look at one another. He said, have faith in God. And then He said this in verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, when you see the word therefore, find out what it's there for. He's telling you, because these things are true, I'm going to also say this to you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, there's a couple of qualifiers to this statement. It has to be the will of God. The thing that you're praying for, uh, the thing that you're believing for, it cannot violate the sovereignty of God for your life. It has to be the will of God for your life. And secondly, it also needs to line up with God's character. God is not going to help you blast people. Alright? All judgment is in the hands of Christ. God is not going to help you get back at your enemy. You have to leave that with the Lord. Let the Lord take up for you. Amen? And here's, here is the qualifier that I really want to talk about uh, here today. Let's read the 24th verse again. <clears throat> because of this principle, because these things are true, I say unto you, what things soever you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Verse 25, and this is an additional qualifier. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Verse 26, but if ye do not forgive, Neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Now I could really belabor that point for a couple of hours here today. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to say this. I've had people approach me in the past. There, there isn't too much I haven't heard dealing with public ministry uh, for a little over 42 years now. They've come to me and they said, yeah, but that scripture is not true and they proceed to give their reasons why that you know that weren't just forgiven because Jesus went to the cross. And in that sense of salvation, yes, they are right, it's the cross where Jesus paid the price for our salvation. But see here in this life We want other people to forgive us when we make an honest mistake or even if we do something in a weak moment with a slight malicious intent. Sometimes we say things because we're having a bad day. Sometimes we say things because uh, we've had a rough month, you know what I mean? And so we want others to forgive us. And we're going to discover in a moment another huge reason Why, this is true, and you could lose your soul if you do not release those who have offended you, have hurt you, or have done you wrong. If you don't release that situation, give it to God. The Lord's going to take up for me. See, when you start talking about biblical forgiveness, you begin to see very quickly It don't matter about me. It don't really matter what they did to me, what they said about me, the way they hurt me, the way they treated me, etc. It don't matter. What matters is that I respond to this thing, God's way, from the Word of God, and then things begin to turn in my favor. Now let's look at another verse of Scripture. Real quick, we're going to come back. So hold your place there in Mark 11. Let's go over to Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Powerful verse of Scripture. Verse 6. Galatians 5 and verse 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Jesus had just got through teaching those disciples about the God kind of faith in Mark chapter 11. And and we find out from Galatians 5, 6 that faith works by love. Okay, and that is all faith. So I mean the faith that you got saved by, you continually use that same faith in other capacities in your Christian walk. Do you know that if you refuse to forgive and you hold on to a bitterness or you hold on to uh, anything, anything that's ever happened in your life, The longer you hold on to that, the more unbelief you're allowing into your heart. And pretty soon, you're not going to believe in miracles anymore. You're not going to believe that God does this or that anymore. And and eventually, the danger is, my friends, is that you stop believing altogether. Because after all, Somebody violated my rights and God didn't do anything about it, see? But God will do something about it, but that's up to God. God will do something. He calls upon me as a believer. You see, it's always my turn to go first to forgive as a Christian. You hear me? It's always my turn to go first. And I want my faith to work. I want to speak to some mountains that are in my life that need to be moved. And I want them to obey because it's coming from the Word of God and the heart of Jesus. But if I refuse to walk in love and rather I decide that I've got to have my rights at any cost and I'm not going to back down and I'm going to destroy this person or destroy that person or whatever because of what they did to me, me 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 me, I I I I. It's the very thing that caused Lucifer to fall from heaven. And if we've got it in our mind, eventually we could even lose that saving faith that we one time had. And you can argue with me all you want. Tell me that you believe once saved always saved. Tell me whatever. Have at it. Believe what you want to believe. I'm trying to stay as true to this Bible as I possibly can. And the reason... Do you realize right now we're in the last of the last days? I I, I think most of you probably realize that, right? And in these last days, how many know that Satan is doing some weird stuff. Satan will do anything in his power to come between believers, to cause strife, to cause division, to cause chaos between believers. I mean, Satan is launching an all-out assault against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ right now because he knows he has but a short time. His day is almost over, hallelujah. Jesus could come at any moment, praise God, and we want to be ready for him when we when he comes. Satan is instituting and instigating, let me get the right word there, Satan is instigating false memories to where somebody will come up to you and say, I'm mad and this is that and the other and then this happened and you'll say, I don't even remember that at all. See, Satan is creating false memories. If you have a crack in your armor that he can get into, he'll make you think, think things and believe things that isn't so. He's also using uh, everyday life pressures as I mentioned earlier that sometimes we're we're having a bad day and we don't always say things exactly the way that we should. Now you you really ought to forgive people for that because honey, you do it too. You know what I mean? And so we want our faith to work. And we read it to you. Jesus told us what the God kind of faith is, and I don't want to take this into weird directions, but faith is faith, and the Bible reads the way the Bible reads. And He said, uh, "Have faith in God. Make sure that you're looking at Jesus. Make sure He's first in your life. Make sure, and that's in every area, the best that you can. Make sure He's first uh, in your head." You begin to cast down those imaginations that are false, that the enemy's trying to bring up in your head. Cast them down, cast them out. Uh, Make them first in your heart. Hallelujah. Make sure Jesus is sitting on the throne of your heart. And the longer you walk with him, and the longer you submit to the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, Pretty soon your first reaction when something happens against you is not going to be anger anymore. See, we need our faith to be working. To grow as a Christian. And on and on and I could could go. Make sure He's first in your marriage. Amen? Husbands and wives should be submitting to one another. Let Let me say this to you. If one partner makes all the demands, that's an unbiblical marriage. They should be giving and taking in their life together and getting along and talking things through. Nobody should be dictating. Somebody said, well, a man's the head of the home. Yes, but you don't know what that means if you think it means you are be a dictator. Angie and I have had a pretty good marriage. And there are times I have had to insist on certain directions. But at the same time, we come from a place of love and we talk about it and we begin to understand why we feel the way that each of us do. And that's what Jesus is the Lord of your marriage. Jesus needs to be the Lord of your home. Jesus needs to be the Lord here. Don't be bringing any crazy stuff into my home. Jesus is Lord here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, some of your secular friends or your work buddies, they might decide to stop after work. Maybe they got a business problem they need to discuss with you. Well, you can leave that beer right out there in your car. Jesus is the Lord of my home. Don't be bringing that in here. You need to respect me enough to respect the Lord in this situation. And it's very difficult for people to get along under those terms of convictions. But the more you refuse to forgive and the more you refuse to let go of things that you've been holding on to that have been done against you and the more that you demand your rights. You know, in the kingdom that we live in, we'll just use this uh word America is a republic but we'll just say in the kingdom that we live in in the natural it's okay and even encouraged to demand your rights but you, the minute you did you just walked out of God's kingdom you see God tells us how to behave he tells us that we should turn it loose let it go and let him handle it hallelujah what are we to do we are to bless them that curse us. We are to forgive those who have hurt us. We are to move forward. Well, Pastor, is it easy? No, it's not easy. But the Holy Ghost will help you as long as your faith is intact. And according to Galatians 5, 6, for your faith to be intact, it must work by love. And we have so softened the blow of these verses that I've read to you today. Only two sections, one in Mark 11, one in Galatians. We have so softened it to not offend people or because we didn't want them to quit coming to our church or whatever the case might be that we have seen the power drain from the American church Because too often times we're groups of people and everybody is seeking their own welfare. and Everybody is seeking their own rights. So you make a great world citizen, but you make a lousy citizen of the kingdom of God. The first thing we need to learn to do to make our faith work in 2023 and beyond as long as the Lord shall tarry The first thing we must do is to understand and to come to the decision, I'm going to walk the love walk. Now, you see, you preach these things, you get tested in them as well. This isn't something that has been completely off my plate, brothers and sisters. I have had me an apple out of this bag. And I've had to forget sometimes, you know, to forgive and forget, I've had to do that, when sometimes I really want to tell them, <laughs> I really want to tell them where it's at. You know, I want to tell them off. I want to give them a piece of my mind. And I've had to learn over the years, and even now, sometimes, this what I'm, teaching you and preaching to you here today is a struggle for me at times. And certain people can hurt us worse than other people can. But that's another day, another message. So it's not something that I don't get tested on. Whatever you preach, you get tested on. You know what I'm saying? And whatever you tell others somehow the Lord's going to give you a chance to live it yourself. Praise God. But you can't just not tell the truth. You have to preach the truth. And the two kingdoms are colliding right now. One of of the reasons why everybody's so angry and one of the reasons why everyone is so divided is because two kingdoms are having a collision right now. The kingdom of this world versus the kingdom of God. And I, I've got to tell you, the kingdom of God is always going to win in the end. You get me? The king God is more powerful than the devil, and yet we see the devil exhibiting some strength in people's lives because we're living in the flesh. We're living on a fallen planet. We were fallen creatures that God made a way for us to come back to Himself, namely, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's why we still have problems. That's why our bodies sometimes still get sick. We have to seek God for healing, and we have to accept His sovereignty over our lives. I'm not going to get into that in this message, but hang on this year, because we've got some more coming. Praise God. So here's let me put this into a little bit of a perspective of what I'm trying to say. First of all, your faith belongs in God. And what that means is Jesus came and died on the cross to forgive us of our sins and so that we might have a relationship with God again. Before we got born again, we could have no relationship with God. I don't care what anybody tells you, that's what the scripture teaches. So, we want to make sure that everyone under the sound of our voice has the opportunity today to give their heart and life to Jesus Christ. It's a very simple thing to do. You just realize that you are a sinner. And you have been overcome by the sin nature that you were born with because of the fall of man. And you have also committed acts of sin in your life. And you need a Savior. And you badly need a savior, but God's got a savior for you. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you come to him humbly and repent of your sins and put your faith in the fact that he died on the cross for you, and when you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you confess with your mouth that He is my Lord and Savior, you're saved. That's point number one. Our faith belongs in God, starting at salvation and going all the way through the Christian life. My my faith is not in the things I do for God. My faith is not in the amount of time I spend with God, even though because I am saved, I want to spend as much time as possible with God. But my faith and my salvation is based on what Jesus did at the cross. Secondly, because we have faith in Jesus, and that faith faith will grow. We didn't read any of those scriptures today that faith can grow. But pretty soon we'll start believing God for things. You know, when I first got saved at 18 years of age, I didn't always believe God. you know, I, I didn't start out believing God for 50,000 extra dollars this year so that I can uh, travel and preach. I didn't start out believing God for 100,000 dollars of, of giving money that we could put into worthwhile causes in the kingdom of Christ. And I'm just using those figures. I started out believing God for five bucks for the gas tank. I remember one time my sister and I went somewhere to give Bibles to a Christian music group, and we had to split a big we had to split a McDonald's cheeseburger. when I, when I started out, it seemed, in many ways, more insurmountable than it does now. but the reason for that is... You exercise your faith. I mean, that was 42 years ago. And I'm still exercising my faith and believing God for great and mighty things. Believe big. Believe God for big things in your life. And God's done more with your life than maybe you th- realize or maybe that you can see. And you might be feeling like, man, I just wish God would have done more with my life. Well, He's done more than you realize, friend. You'll never know till you get to heaven, maybe. And there's some people that, I mean, they'd rather get hit by a diesel truck than to tell you what you mean to them in the kingdom and how they've blessed, how you've blessed them. They just won't tell you. You know, for every one people that... <laughs> one people, that, that's a double entrande. One's not plural, is it? For every one person that writes into the ministry and tells us that a particular message blessed them and helped them and strengthened them, I know there's ten other people that didn't bother right. That's okay. That's, That's the way it goes, you know. And so, believe big. God wants to do great things through your life. Now, what we define as great might not be right. Okay? It's a great thing. It's a great thing just to look at people and smile sometimes. God sees that as great. It's a great thing that maybe you don't have a lot of dollars, but you give with such a joyful heart and attitude and you help take the gospel around the world. That's a great thing. The dollar amount doesn't matter. But the heart does. Okay? So believe God for big things and faith will get you there. And thirdly, thirdly if you want your faith to work, if you want your faith to work, there's some people right now that you have been believing God for things and you're not seeing answers to those prayers and you've made the confessions and you've quoted the scriptures and you've done this that and the other uh, check your love walk that's what I would tell everybody that came to me with a, with a, a problem like that that said I just can't seem to get this prayer answered and, and it could be many reasons It could be the sovereignty of God. It could be, it could be, it could be so many different things. But it could be your love walk. It could just be that you need to forgive people who have hurt you in life. And you know, here's what God's been dealing with me about. I'll just share a little bit of this. It's going to come in other messages this year. But here's what God has been dealing with me about, and it's just this. You know, I have to not rely anymore on the highs and lows of my entire life. I have to realize that we're living now in the last of the last days. These are critical times. And I need to make conscience efforts in the now to walk with Jesus and to, to work for Jesus and to do what He wants me to do in the now. And I can't worry about what happened 50 years ago. I'm 60 years old almost here in a few weeks. I can't worry about what happened when I was a kid. I can't worry about what happened when I was in high school or college or first got married or any time in between. I just can't worry about it. I have to focus on today. I love everybody. I release everybody. For anything that's ever happened, I understand that they're human just like I am. We're all on the same journey and we, we serve the same Lord and Savior. Many of us, not everybody that's hurt you is saved, but you know, it, it should especially be easy to walk in love for Christians. You see what I'm saying? But see, um, my, my motive is this this is the last days. And whether the rapture comes or I go the death route, it's still my last days. And I want to be pleasing to the Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ. And so whatever you did, whatever you failed to do, whatever, whatever, I forgive you. I don't think about it. I let it go. I'm not after anybody. I'm not out for anybody. I'm not out to get people. I'm not out to make them pay some kind of penalty. I'm not out for none of that stuff because I want to be ready when Jesus Christ calls my name. And as I said earlier in this word, it doesn't matter about my rights, it doesn't matter about me. All of this is in God's capable hands. He will take up for me. I will obey His Word. And His Word said, let's read it once again. And this is is a part of the Scripture that a lot of people want to try to explain. But you know what? We don't need any opinions. And what what we've done is we have cheapened the impact of the words of God by explaining how it's all right if we do this or this or that or the other. You know, we try to pick at little things to justify what we're doing. And that'll send you to a a bad place every time. Let me just put it that way, okay? Here's what Jesus said. When you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And so take away from that what you will, but that's what the Scripture plainly says. And there's no hidden loopholes, and there's none of this stuff that we try to create in our own mind. Here's the skinny. Here's the bottom line, okay? In the day that we're living in, we want to do something for God. It's the last harvest, and God has a plan for each of us. We are alive for a reason, and it's not to let the devil infest our minds and our souls and spirits with bitterness and anger and rage and and hatred and getting even and all of these things. And so we police that with the Word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we come to the place where we say, Lord, I want what you want. I'm going to forgive and forget. And you're going to have to do it, Holy Spirit, because I'm not capable of it. But I do believe, I do believe that just as Satan, the enemy here in these last days, is creating false memories in people, I've dealt with it a lot in the last decade, you know, just as the enemy's got the power to do that. God has the power to make you as a Christian forgive and forget. You see, somebody would say, well, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Loophole! uh Uh-uh. It won't work. You have to make a conscious choice, I forgive this person. And you have to trust God every day. The blood of Jesus... That's the power source for a brand new way of life to where we're living in the kingdom of God now, not the kingdom of the world. We're trusting in the blood of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit absolutely will cause you to forget those things and those people and those places that have hurt you. I've had it happen in my own life. I don't back down from that statement and I don't care what anybody else says. You will absolutely be able to forgive and to forget. And you let God deal with it, and you walk in the love of Christ, your faith will work based on that love walk. And that thing that God has for you as a last days Christian, that destiny, whatever you want to call it, the job, the assignment that God has for you as a last days believer you will get to it. It's in our response. And see, I didn't understand this when I was a young believer. I sure didn't. I made a lot of mistakes along these lines and I burned a lot of bridges that today, hey, I wish I wouldn't have. But here's the thing. All along the journey of getting to where God wants you to be, Our responses are what God's looking for. He's not not looking out for our rights and He's not looking out uh, for our feelings and our emotions necessarily. Does He care? Yes, He cares. But the point is, that's not going to determine everything that God does or allows or doesn't do and doesn't allow. That's not going to determine it. God sees us. And He knows us better than we know ourselves. And some of the things that we have to go through, God knows is good for us to go through it. Come on, somebody. Because we're going to turn out to be the type of Christian He wants us to be. If, again, it's our response. If we respond correctly, we get there quicker. Praise God. If we respond incorrectly... You could wander around in the desert for 40 or 50 years if you want to. But if we'll learn to just drop it. Yes, Lord. I know this isn't easy and I'm in no way trying to make light of people's hurts and frustrations and feelings. But at the same time, I'm trying to get you uh, to understand the difference in these two kingdoms And I'm trying to get you to understand, run to Jesus and Jesus will secure you and Jesus will alleviate your pain and Jesus will hold you up, hallelujah. And you will be able to get where He wants you to be in life. And it didn't matter those people that did you wrong, they're nowhere to be seen. Now you'll get to that place where they're nowhere to be seen and God's just blessing you and using your life And doing all of these things that you always dreamed of, but you can't get there with hate in your heart and unforgiveness and bitterness. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see today as we move forward in the end times. We have to come to a a new understanding about ourselves and about others. And I've often had to tell myself, you know, it's really just not going to hurt me to let that other person have their way. You know, let them think what they want to think. It's not going to hurt me. I don't, I don't have to spend a lot of time with this. Just not, just not long ago I had to deal with this. You know, Well, people, you know, they don't seem to have a problem telling you up one side and down the other, but you know what? What difference does it make to me? You've got to come to that place, ladies and gentlemen. You know who you are in Christ. You know the love that God has for you. And you know that people are going to be people. And they're going to run their mouth, they're going to do stupid things. We've been there. And I, I, I have a feeling that Len Paxton ain't done the last stupid thing He's ever going to do. Not in this flesh. <clears throat> Jesus forgave me of a lifetime of sin. He's forgiving. Me. His forgiveness is everlasting for us as long as we keep our faith in Him. And so how could I hold something against you you know, and you, you may not like these people, whoever they are, you know, and you don't have to necessarily be their best buddy and, 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 and go run around with them all the time, but don't try to destroy their life. And we could go deeper with this, but for today, I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to close with this. In heaven. Maybe, maybe I say it this way and, and it'll help understand. Um, we've all experienced loss in our life and we've all lost people that's close to us and people that we love. And we miss them, right? But one of the most common things that we say to others is they aren't worried about a thing. They're happy as can be. They're in heaven with Jesus. Especially, you know, if they knew the Lord. They're in heaven, man. They're they're not worried about a thing. Well, let's apply that to ourselves for a moment. The things that you're really stressed about today, the things that you're really worried about today, the things that have been harmful and hurtful in your life today, once you get to heaven, you're not going to care. You see, you can waste your entire life looking for justice in this life, But then you also have to receive justice, and that's not a pretty picture either. So what you do is you quit wasting your life stewing over problems, and you just start to believe and start to turn people loose and let them go free in the name of Jesus and release them. Hallelujah. And don't worry about what happened. Don't even think about it anymore, what happened. Because the moment you lay it at the foot of the cross, it's no longer any of your business. God will take up for you. You respond the way he wants you to and tells you to in his word so that you're going to get to the end of your destination and none of it's going to matter anymore. I don't believe anybody's going to be sitting around heaven complaining about what people did to him on the earth. So if, if we can get one foot in that heavenly kingdom now, oh, hallelujah. What a blessing. And I think the Holy Spirit wants to take us there. We've got many more messages coming up. I pray this one's been a blessing to you. And I thank you so very much for tuning in to the Old Time Power. Also, Bible Nuggets on Anchor. We appreciate everything you do to help this ministry. This is Evangelist Len Paxton saying today, Go with God and he will go with you. Bless you now.